0: Hello, podcast listeners, and welcome to this edition of Pregnancy Help Podcast. Uh, This is Mary Peterson, the housing specialist for Heartbeat International and the facilitator of the National Maternity Housing Coalition, and I have an amazing guest who's not going to be a guest for very long, and we look forward to telling you all about that. So, Valerie, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Mary. I'm excited. So I've been
1: listening to all the podcasts ahead of time, getting ready for this, and I am excited to jump into this and excited to get to know the listeners a little bit more hands-on.
0: So if you haven't heard the incredible news, Valerie is assuming a new role as the director of the National Maternity Housing Coalition. So we are super duper excited to welcome her to the housing community, although she is not a stranger to the housing world. Um, Valerie, do you mind just telling us a little bit about kind of where you've come from and how you ended up here at this this role? That is a really good question. How did I end up here? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like uh, it's
1: been an exciting adventure. So uh, my name is Valerie Humes, and I have been working within this pro-life arena and pro-life world for, uh, goodness, thir- 13 years now. Uh, so it's been a while. And so in that time, my journey's been varied uh, and exciting. So that's included everything from being a volunteer at pregnancy centers and maternity homes um, to having a season as a pregnancy center director. But I was in working within maternity housing in Houston um, and just fell in love with it. So during that time, we crossed paths.
0: Yeah, Valerie has done many things already to serve the housing community, including she was a guest on this podcast and some of our early content, and I can't wait to hear the new content she creates. Um, And she's also been a presenter at several different conferences associated with maternity housing, as well as being an advisor to people all over the country. So she's already had quite uh, her fingerprints on the housing movement and super Duper, just wonderfully uh, joy filled, that she will now kind of assume this new role of uh, helping give new content, new ideas, new freshness to the world of maternity housing. I'm I'm pumped to
1: jump into it. You know my my excitement and vision that really drew me here was wanting to provide one, access access to help and resources for homes all over the nation and um, all over the world. But then beyond that, the second part would be this connectedness. I want us to have this sense of interconnectedness um, in one unit. And so I am ready to jump in full time, uh, full steam ahead. I get the idea, I uh, am a little bit fast paced for some, but I am excited. And I'm looking forward to getting to know our listeners. For those that I don't know, many of you I recognize, I do know, um, but I'm getting, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to to working with you directly. We'll be talking more about that in future shows. Uh,
0: So just as I get to know you, um, I have happened to learn that you love um, problem solving. So can you tell us a little about problem solver? Yes. Well, I'll spare you the rap this
1: time from vanilla vanilla ice on problem solving. For those of you that are nineties babies, you just understood that joke there. Um, although I'm not a nineties baby, but I do. I love problem solving. I I love a a hard problem, those conundrums, they they stimulate and excite me, I, and I love working on teams. So there, that is probably what stirs me in the morning to get up is working on a team, looking towards a goal, looking at the obstacle in the way of that goal, and just being fearless about it. And so that usually gives me a lot of opportunity to try out creative ideas and strategies, some of which turn into very funny stories about trial and error and failed attempts (laughs)
0: but some turned out pretty good and i really
1: learned i learned some great stuff along the way
0: i have known you um in the time that we've already worked together really known you to be a person who's thinking deeply and exploring ideas who's willing to try and experiment things who's an innovator and likes to kind of understand um, how to, to kind of dive in and wrestle with big questions. Um, so I have known that in you already, uh, but can you just share a little bit maybe your approach toward just how you think about the work in terms of new ideas and kind of exploration of ideas?
1: You know, I would say the number one thing that's most important to me is I really want to know her. I say this a lot with her being the client, the resident. I want to understand in as much detail as possible what the world looks like in her eyes, feels like in her shoes, what her experiences are like. And I found that the more that I can spend my time on understanding her viewpoint. Um, I then am able to come up with creative ways to meet her exactly where she is. And so over time, I found myself years ago stuck in this predicament of wondering, why do the women, the clients, why do they do the things that they do? And they, I would scratch my head and sometimes just felt so frustrated or even you know angry. But what I realized is that the majority of my time was becoming uh, engulfed in trying to wonder, uh, problem solve the wrong problem. I was trying to problem solve, why won't she do what I know is best for her to do? And instead, what I was able to do is stop thinking that I had a bunch of newfound energy and I started thinking, why does this make sense to her? Why does this choice seem like the best choice to her? How is this decision serving her well? And what I found is there is a logic, there is a rhyme and a reason in her mind and in her world. And so through that time, I've spent a little time really narrowing down what is the kind of the North star approach or foundational approach that, that I need to view really sort of all problems through and what I found are is really this idea of attachment theory and so attachment theory if you're not familiar is from a very high level overview talks about the basics of how we form attachments as humans from one heart and mind to another this usually happens with babies And so, well, it always happens with babies. (laughs) And so this happens with infants, with their caregiver. And so there's different uh, truths that that infant learns about the world based on how their experiences with their caregiver went. Now, it can change based on other experiences as they get older. But what I found is, and we've got plenty more teachings on this, is that this foundational premise helped me to validate and love and give dignity to the client to the woman because it helped me see how her choices were fulfilling a need in her now i still wish that she would get that need met differently (laughs) and we work on new strategies to get needs met but at the end of the day i that I can approach her with gentleness and love, and I'm not so exhausted and frustrated when I'm focused on this critical piece of how is this choice helping solve her problem or meet her need? Uh, And so that's, I'd say, if that answers your question, that's my fundamental approach to everything.
0: Yeah, I can imagine there'll be deep dives into that because there's, a whole lot more that I want to ask about that. So, but I know that this is not, this is not the moment. So I I would say stay tuned because uh, looking ahead, I suspect there'll be more on that. So Valerie, um, we've had a great, we kind of look back as I'm in transition out of the housing role, we've had some great, um, a great season. And I'm just really encouraged by your vision for the next season. I don't know if you could speak off the cuff maybe some things that looking ahead, what you see for the next season of housing ministry. You know, that is the
1: exciting question and also the question of the hour <laughs> at the moment. Um, so I will say I am just bursting with vision for this. What I What I see the most where I think we are all united is we wanna see this housing movement come together with support, and resources and information that is comparable to the way that we've done this excellent job of supporting pregnancy centers all these years. And so most of all of my ideas are tied into um, getting to know these homes individually, making sure that they have this feeling of a hotline to call when they're stuck on any subject uh, within that housing movement, making sure that we're providing relatable, uh, digestible content and applicable content uh, to our housing partners there. But then also, you know, Mary, a lot of my thoughts are surrounding uh, this idea of connectedness. And so I know that we have this fantastic Facebook group right now for um, for our homes, and there's so much interaction there. And I'm looking at how uh, wonderfully this housing movement works with one another and how eager each person seems to be to support one another. So I'm really looking forward towards building off of that and leaning into that more. Um, And then I'd say the third tier is bringing in, um, bringing in expertise right outside third party uh, expertise on specific subject matters that maybe, maybe this person doesn't specifically work in housing, but you know what, they are an expert in and they could tell us about pregnancy and eye care or whatever the case may be. I'm picking a silly example, but uh, I'm really looking forward to working in the community and pulling in these life affirming experts in various fields to provide us the quick lowdown on a particular subject that we can then take with us and apply uh, in the maternity housing
0: setting. Oh, sounds exciting. So um, I can imagine that the listeners are listening to all that and really intrigued to, to watch what unfolds. So um, yeah, look forward to kind of seeing that develop. We had a really interesting conversation um, in one of our recent chats about the idea of kind of meeting the special needs of the women, kind of recognizing um, what some of those might be. Um, And in some ways that is with the love of Christ and in other ways that's with clinical skills and trying to figure out how um, to do that and, and kind of bring both of those to the table. I don't know if you have any kind of off the cuff thoughts on that too, that to me, it was just so inspiring to hear you talk about that, that place first thing that comes to my mind is something a mentor told me for years, and it really
1: shaped my approach with residents. And it's that this concept of of medicine, so when we say clinical, and I say medicine in a broad approach, whether that be therapeutic or prescription or, you know, herbs, but this concept of medicine is a grace from God that's been unfolded over millennia at this point. And it's been his kindness that he has allowed us to have understanding about certain things. And so I know, uh, for me, I have, I have experience of swinging heavily on both sides of this uh, spectrum with sometimes leaning so far into this concept of grace that I uh, would minimize the clinical aspect of what her needs are and then i swung far the other way and where i thought okay i was over focused on these clinical needs and leaving behind the first and most important thing which is her relationship with her father in heaven So this concept of medicine or clinical or whatever word you want to use, being a grace from God, helps me to keep center on that because I feel like it invites him right into the middle of it. How, and I can ask, how do you want to unfold this grace for this woman right now? And whenever I do that, it feels like the tension between evangelism and clinical services just kind of loosens up. Essentially, what I was realizing is, uh, you know, many families have children with special needs. And so let's say, for example, if a family has a child uh, with special needs and this need is, is deaf, this, part, this child is deaf. And so naturally, that family and loving from a posture of love for that child is going to learn how to build in accommodations in that home. They probably will teach that child Braille and learn some themselves. So learn sign language themselves and teach that child sign language so that she or he can communicate. And uh, they're going to make the home uh, accommodating for that child to seamlessly and effortlessly live, right? To not live in a stressful environment because they're deaf. However, there is this boundary drawn where, uh, you know, the parents don't become uh, specialists. They don't become doctors. Uh, what kind of doctor is that? Audiologists? Audiologists, yeah. and, uh, They don't become an audiologist, right? So what you see in that moment is they go and they learn from an audiologist. They make sure that they take their child to this doctor. They make sure that the child gets the care. But really what they do at the end of the day is they bring home the practical principles to make life feasible and fulfilling and peaceful for their kiddo at home. And so, yes, in relation to this conversation that we've had, you know, just kind of um, on the side, I think about that with our ladies quite a bit, because they do come with these unique needs, emotional needs, mental needs, um, communication needs. And it can feel like this is all just too much. I, I'm not a therapist, right? This isn't a clinical setting. We're not doctors. We just, her needs are too much. We can't become a clinical setting. I just have to do what I can do. And while I totally get that because I've been there and I think I'm repeating my own words (laughs) in that moment. The other thing that I've realized is but we still have to remember that she can't help, that her needs are different. And it, it's we still need to meet her where she is without taking on the burden of becoming a psychologist or a therapist or even trying to fill that gap there.
0: Well, listeners, I hope you've gotten a, just a taste from Valerie of the wisdom and insight that she has to offer. and. Um, and have her as she invites kind of others into that conversation as well. I I hope your appetite has been excited by uh, the new uh, things that she brings. I did want to share, um, I am off to new adventures. I've Since I've been in housing, I've only been part-time. So Valerie gets the joy of going full-time. So that'll be exciting to see all the new developments that come out of that. Um, but in my other side of my life, I've been a junker. Uh, so been buying and selling vintage items um, and recently took over the management of the local auction house. So <laughs> I'm helping build that out. So that's kind of my next adventure um, but I will, uh, I have just a special place in my heart for the housing world and will definitely kind of continue to pray for those of you that are involved in this heroic work, um, and just with, with great joy and passion. Um, housing has shaped me in a huge way and, uh, it's just my, it has been my joy to walk beside you for so many years and it is definitely my joy to hand off the reins to Valerie and just watch where things unfold and run to, so. Thanks, Mary.
1: I'm excited. You know, I think um, you're modest and I appreciate that, but this is exciting. So you've been building up a business on the side and the congratulations benchmark is that it's been working. It's successful and your years of hard work have paid off and now your business is thriving and needs you full time. It does. does. (laughs) So congratulations on your diligence and hard work paying off. I just love that entrepreneurial
0: spirit in you yeah uh, I'm not the auctioneer or I throw in a few little the chant that's not my job so but uh but it is great and fun work so. I
1: just found out today though that Mary has access to an auctioneer which
0: I do plan
1: <laughs> to hear a little bit of that at some point
0: well viewers so listeners so with that i I welcome Valerie I just um I'm so excited by the skills and depth of knowledge that she brings, um, and I hand over this podcast in an official way just to see where she runs. I know she loves the podcast format, and I suspect there are great things in store. Okay. So with that, I am passing the baton. Okay,
1: well, here we go. Well, I'm excited. Listeners go easy on me as, as I figure this out, but uh, some little things for you to look forward to. I am looking towards opportunities to hear from you after each recording. So um, I will be adding in opportunities for you to write in and communicate with me about thoughts that you have on the podcast or questions that you have um, or resources that you might need. Uh, and I will be taking all of that information in and shaping our housing component here at Heartbeat International and making sure that we are providing you with everything you need to thrive. So with that, I'll see you again.